0: Thank <laughs> you. Yes, You're Wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love, and we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt.
1: Yes, we are. <laughs> and today is an exciting day for me.
0: Yeah? Because yeah. Taylor starts on TikTok.
1: What? <laughs> she I'm is? Sorry.
0: Yeah, she started TikTok. But oh, please, go on. No. With news, please. is
1: no. What is it? Is it a good TikTok or is it just like promo stuff?
0: <laughs> I feel bad. I interrupted you. It was going to be a gag joke because I thought you were aware, but. Has she only done
1: one video? I feel like now I need to watch this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, it was trending. Swift Talk was trending because she joined and, you know, instantly had like a, I don't know what a large amount of TikTok followers is, but millions. It was basically a promo for Red, Taylor's version coming out. Um, But for our listeners, it's also her recreating her past albums, past album looks and like lip syncing and then oh i see it i see it i see it okay
1: (laughs) i'm watching this really quickly
0: it's cool because it's a song that name drops her see
1: yeah but this okay here's my question regarding this tiktok one how many people do we think were involved with creating this because i'm gonna say at least (laughs) 50 and it's not that good of a tiktok Okay. And, her, and they didn't do her hair right.
0: You once walked your remote control down a street. So maybe you don't get to decide what, like, makes a good TikTok.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Did I run that by, like, six creative <laughs> advertising agencies before I posted it? No.
0: I mean, I don't know. She has been doing a lot of, like, DIY stuff with the COVID thing. You know, she did an entire music video by herself. So um yeah i mean it has the trappings of being promo right it's not necessarily like lizzo getting on and yeah doing her right. thing i don't you know she she's had like her instagram has gone through moments where it's been highly curated to highly personal tumblr obviously she was really into constantly posting very much personal like you know, in jokes and all that. But then Twitter, she's always been much more like, here's an announcement. Thanks. Bye. And so how will this go? I don't know. I kind of feel like it will stay in the promo. Like, I'll... I i do not see her, like, waking up on a Tuesday and doing some, is it me, Jesus, like, TikTok. <laughs> I just... I...
1: I feel like Reese Witherspoon is, like, a good example of, like, a top, top, top tier celebrity who, like, has sort of figured out how to do TikTok. Like, she doesn't Mm -hmm. post things super often, but they're, like, usually funny or, like, kind of on trend. Where this – and so I I guess if I had been predicting a Taylor Swift mode, I would have thought that she would go more in that direction. And this was not quite that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, like, if you had to give it a grade, like – Are we talking C or did she manage to squeeze out a B?
1: No, I think it's a C. I think it's very (laughs) basic level content. Like I'm sort of a little confused.
0: TikTok, 90% of TikTok is basic. 90% of TikTok is just people like copying whatever. So I also feel like if she
1: had wanted to do the like recreate the looks TikTok, she should have picked like more interesting, harder looks. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like she didn't do the crimped hair. She didn't like... She just well it was of, all
0: just her recent albums it's not like a right, walk down memory lane totally. right but yeah i i yeah. see your i see your complaints like it it didn't wow me it was more right,
1: like exactly if you're gonna make a first tiktok <laughs> and you, and i know that she has a team working on this it's like try harder like bring me something but interesting see,
0: i think the team is working on the back on the on the uh the post-production right like i think she did the setup like transitions but then they made sure it like all ran smoothly and like had oh, her really over it because i don't think she has a team living with her she's been very like you know in the woods doing her own thing like not hanging out with people so i don't think her staff is like okay let's get the lights let's get the cameras like we're gonna well, line this up yes
1: but i'm i guess i'm thinking more in like of a concept phase mm, uh, yeah, i feel like somebody true. said hey taylor you're not on tiktok that's right true, now that's true. but like this would be a good moment for promo we need to make a tiktok yeah. and then they were like here's some ideas and i don't know if she pitched them on this and then was like oh i'll well, do this <laughs> by myself or what but yeah. i think that somebody at, at some point because clearly this is a like like the team knew about this it oh, wasn't yeah, like yeah, she went yeah. rogue and just posted it yeah. so i'm like somebody should have pulled her aside at some <laughs> moment and said like hey look yeah, we can do There's
0: something splashier." Yes. yeah i can see that i am also curious like why now because she had done like a she'd given like olivia rodrigo or someone advice that's like if people are pushing you to do something uncomfortable like tiktok or whatever just don't do it and so a lot of fans read that as like taylor doesn't want to do tiktok But then she came out and did it now, which is kind of a weird time because Red doesn't come out until November. And yes, today it did go on pre-release, but is pre-release like a big day for artists? I don't know. Like, do you think that's like huge numbers for her? Like, is that why she chose today of all days or does she have other stuff planned? Like, it does feel like a weird time to decide like, okay, fine, let's do TikTok.
1: Well, it's also strange because artists now are doing this, like oh, pre-save it because yeah. people aren't buying things. So it's like go to Spotify and pre-save this song. Yeah, which I'm like, is that like like what it's is that point? <laughs> like, is this helpful? I I'm confused. Like, then it just shows up in your queue, I guess. Yeah, but exactly. I don't know. Auto like, plays. <laughs> it's just it's just interesting to me. So okay. Yeah,
0: mm. she's been liking comments. She's been liking obviously um stitches I don't know how often she'll do it or what it'll be like but it is it is curious it's kind of like she tried her own app that didn't work she's never really done like even on Instagram she doesn't do a lot of stories or video type thing but she has done more like you said produced videos like jokey videos about like vote for me at the Grammys or whatever so like how this will go is kind of I'm intrigued I'm curious if it'll if it'll remain curated or if it will become more like loosey goosey
1: <laughs> I think the f- the fun thing about TikTok is that you get these trends which then if a celebrity is at all savvy it's like pretty easy for them to just like jump in and do it and yeah. their video doesn't even have to be that good it just has to be sort of like funny and on trend and people are like oh it's it's fun to watch a celebrity do this Yeah, and I feel like there's oodles to pick from
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I'm yeah, I I agree with you. I don't think it was like a a wow moment. Of course, it broke Swiftie's internet. Oh, I guess. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, Everyone their internet's broken every third day <laughs> <stout> when
1: <laughs> someone's posting a picture of fence holes and they're yeah. losing their mind.
0: I mean, all Taylor has to do is like suddenly, you know, straighten her hair and wear red lipstick, and it's like OMG, red! Like red era Taylor's back, and that's that's enough, you know. So, with the bar that low, why bother getting creative? But um. I'll be curious to see if she makes it more like splashy fun I don't think she takes criticism well historically uh, so no. <laughs> so I can see her deciding to keep it promo or kind of try and let her personality out but Tumblr was easy to sort of filter out the haters whereas Twitter never has been even Instagram you sort of can but tiktok i'm curious like it feels like it'd be easy to see how people talk about you (laughs) well
1: because the comments on tiktok are savage sometimes in a very fun way
0: (laughs) so anyways i'm sorry i really didn't mean to derail your good news um but Taylor's on TikTok, so yes. <laughs>
1: yes, truly. Yeah, so eight minutes in, we're finally <laughs> arriving. So the fact that I'm now a full-time writer of BuzzFeed, which is so exciting. Yes, and today was my so first day.
0: It is exciting. I'm so happy for you and, and thrilled for BuzzFeed. They, they've they got a good one. So hopefully um, they, they respect that and keep you in on all the TV and film stuff that they'd ever want covered. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean it's exciting. I get to write about movies and TV till my heart's content. And also, like, I think I've now passed through a like line of demarcation where basically (laughs) anything I want to watch early, I can just email someone Uh, and they're like, Oh yeah, here's some screeners. I need you to
0: like on the D L help me out because it it's been tough. I I thought, you know, having a baby it'd be fine. I'd be able to find time, but I like going like going to the movies alone is fine, but it's frustrating to not have anyone to talk to the talk to about after the movie. So then I just went and saw like Free Guy by myself and then Rob did it. And so now I'm like, who do I talk to about this except Matt, you know?
1: Well, that's what we have a whole podcast (laughs) for, Shelby. (laughs) I know. What more do you want?
0: Um, no, it's. I'm excited for you. I'm excited to hear all your half-baked takes on shows you bo- don't bother watching fully or, you know, don't invest in. I'm excited to see them force you to, like, review Marvel shows and um, really push you outside of your comfort zone is my hope, so... <laughs>
1: Yeah, there definitely will be some things where it's like, oh, shoot, I have to watch and pretend to uh, be engaged with this.
0: Okay, Yeah, like like Paw Patrol, you know, like I'm sure you'll enjoy that in ways that I never would. So, yeah, thankfully, I don't know
1: where that is streaming, but I don't think that we're covering (laughs) it or at least I'm not.
0: Yeah, I did want to ask. So you're doing a lot of like the streaming site stuff. Yes. In your research, what do you think is the best streaming site to have to like if you could only choose one to pay for what one do you think has the best content at this point
1: well i it's a little tricky i would say because it sort of depends on like what you're looking for Mm. obviously netflix has lots of things um (gasps) but but also because netflix is newer um, and these other platforms are smartening up they are taking a lot of Netflix's yeah. older content which is leaving Netflix with mostly just sort of their own stuff or stuff that's not very good I think <laughs> that actually probably the best platform is HBO Max yeah um, because you have all the HBO shows which are great but you also have all of these old Warner Brother movies and HBO because it's a premium cable service gets a lot of like recently in the theater movies to put on their platform like they pay for them even if they're not warner brothers hbo movies so and they have a lot of old stuff they also have new stuff like the other two is coming out on them they just had white lotus which was good so i feel like that's what i would stick with hulu also i guess has a lot of good older stuff um what
0: it does
1: well like they have a lot of like movies and things
0: oh i guess i haven't really like looked at it it's always it's hard to... all these sites are horrible to navigate like maybe you can do a list of how bad this <laughs> the user oh, interface it's, is. it's hard to
1: find things i feel like yeah or like they don't really have comprehensive lists mostly so you sort of just have to like troll around and you truly really have like no idea there's things that are just hidden on there that unless you search for them you're not gonna find them. Um it's very it's very odd. Amazon also has tons and tons of movies, but they don't really have like good programming of their own very much. Right. Um yeah. So it's a little <laughs> it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But I would say HBO.
0: Yeah. I and mean, the struggle is real. I mean luckily it's not a problem I have because um I have other resources, but <laughs>
1: Yes well uh, and also luckily It's not a problem that I have anymore because I Can watch <laughs> yeah. all this stuff for free like they yes. just Sent me the um well They gave me a free like Netflix login And they already gave me all of the Episodes to sex education season Three which Aww. doesn't come out for like another month So I was like perfect <laughs> thank you
0: So you're gonna give me that Netflix login Right or, uh...
1: um, Shelby <laughs> of course just not kidding. I can't I do that I won't Journalistic get you fired integrity. on your first day Yeah
0: <laughs> um well did you have any any other um news to kick us off with oh or?
1: well yes uh, much more important i feel like <laughs> in the music space than taylor swift joining tiktok and probably the reason why i did not see anything about this is okay. because casey musgraves had her <laughs> big release today that she's releasing an album in a couple of weeks it's Wait. called Starcrossed. okay what
0: you said it was today but
1: well, so she, re- today she released the f- oh, first single, which oh, is fine, okay. but oh. it's sort of like slow <laughs> and sets up the album. And then also she released that the whole album and uh, an entire like video album is all coming out on September 10th, I think. Wow. But there's like Meg Stalter is in the video, Average Fashion Blogger, Eugene Levy is in it. Like there's going to be a lot of fun people in there and it looks really cool. And casey musgraves since her last album which won all of the grammys has gotten divorced from her husband and so i think this whole album is like a divorce themed album like the video (laughs) trailer there's her like in wedding dresses the album cover is like a broken heart i feel like it's gonna be good i'm excited
0: so you're you're a recent casey musgraves a convert yes yeah is this her second album or you just fourth oh wow oh okay
1: yeah, okay, okay, this okay. is her fourth. I think she she had one that was like very country. I don't think like did super, super well. And then she had one that I think sold better. And then she sort of like came out of nowhere with her third one and won a bunch of Grammys. And that's when everyone was like, oh my gosh, Casey Musgraves. And then she hasn't made an album in like three or four years. And so we've been waiting oh. for this
0: one. <laughs> Especially you waiting, like,
1: especially me, seven months waiting. Yeah, I know, <laughs> so long, you discovered it. but I'm so excited. And she's That's like good. a fun person. And I feel like her, this, I think this, the she hasn't done a video album before. So I think yeah. that'll be a fun element because she's kind of kooky.
0: <laughs> Lord came out with her album. Did you listen?
1: Oh, yes. I was going to talk about that for Love It or Hate It.
0: Oh, okay. Then we'll just wait. Um, Let's see what other news this week. I feel like it was pretty uh, quiet for me personally. Um, Oh, I've
1: got a couple more stories.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Because all I have are basically Star Wars fans remain the worst, and Marvel fans are predictably annoying too. So, (laughs) well,
1: while we're talking about fans, we should talk about OnlyFans, which (laughs) is. Oh,
0: you're right. How could I forget?
1: Which is (laughs) banning explicit content. (laughs) This was this was a hot topic on you're my right, Twitter feed. Right. Yeah, I don't know I, if I, maybe I you blanked. missed that, but um yes.
0: Yes. No, that's right. I mean, I thought they only did porn. Like I thought they only did um explicit work, but it turns out it's like a Patreon. We yeah, could have started an OnlyFans. <laughs> we could
1: have started an OnlyFans. Yeah, it's like a Patreon, but I think most people use it and I I guess I don't know if most people use it for that for, for like porn or not but that's like what the brand is at least in the cultural zeitgeist and so they announced (laughs) that because of like their business investors and like banks and stocks Mm -hmm. and whatever that they were going to um cut down on the sexual explicit content which i think till this point has been pretty much like you're allowed to put whatever you want on there yeah and so they were like well like you can still like sort of do nudes i guess but not really like videos and so first off people were like well this is a stupid business move because like you're gonna lose all this money because that's what so many of your content creators are doing and then of course people got on the political side of things as well like oh this is shaming sex workers and all of that but it reminded me also of when of tumblr also did this Mm, i feel like at one point where they had a bunch of porn up and then they decided to cut back on their rules so all of that got taken down i don't know if that like hurt tumblr's business or not but i guess like tumblr's business model is different like the payment yeah so i don't know but anyways it was very interesting to watch the twitter discourse (laughs) as people were (laughs) trying to figure out like what is OnlyFans going to be selling (laughs) once the porn is gone exactly
0: yeah it just seems like i mean there's i think there is that i saw i don't remember the name but there should just be a company that's like oh okay we'll we'll be the <laughs> come, oh i'm sure. come my yes. sex workers like here <laughs> here's your safe space because it just seems like that was a huge a huge boon to only fans especially through um quarantine and covid and everyone needing to sort of recalibrate the finances like i i heard a lot of of, stories of, of men and women who use that as a easy safe venue into sex work so mm-hmm. it seems sort of like silly to turn your back on that after no one knew i mean i didn't know about OnlyFans fans until that so yeah i mean i yeah it's a predictable move but an unfortunate one
1: it is interesting in our day and age of technology, like how fast some of these companies rise and fall. Yeah. Like Snapchat was so popular and then they sort of like shot themselves in the foot. <laughs> Obviously only fans there's the Quibi debacle. There's just so many of these companies that are like there and then gone in the blink of an eye. Oh man. Um, also speaking of gone and, there in a blink of an eye. Uh, did you follow the Jeopardy host drama?
0: Yes. I was going to bring this up, except I have never in my entire life watched an episode of Jeopardy, so I feel like I don't have any skin in this game.
1: <laughs> You've never watched an episode of Jeopardy? I've
0: never watched that Jeopardy. That feels very
1: like your family growing up would have watched no,
0: that. No, 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 no. I just, I don't find it compelling. I 80% of the stuff, we don't, I don't know. Like, it's like, It's just, like, people ranting facts. Like, no, we were a TLC family, you know, trading spaces. We were a Food Network family. Like, we liked realness, not random factoids.
1: Okay, I just... You all strike me as nerds, so that's what (laughs) I was thinking. Yeah, we
0: are that, but not um, geeks, I guess. Like, what's the difference, you know? There's something there that differentiates a Jeopardy know-it-all and like a in like a pop culture aficionado you know what I mean like I just there's something different yes I never was Mm -hmm. able to bridge it and I'm not saying I don't judge people who like Jeopardy I just I've never gotten into it so I felt like I was tangentially watching this drama but I didn't know any of the players per se um so please do catch me and our listeners up
1: Yeah so I mean I am not one of those people who like watches Jeopardy every day but I've definitely probably seen (laughs) several hundred episodes (laughs) in my lifetime and you know Alex Trebek famously was the host of Jeopardy for I don't even know like 30 years maybe more than that and he recently passed away so they're looking for a replacement for him they've had a variety of guest hosts in and out over the past couple of months they're like trying people out and there's this big sort of talent search where they're not just looking at hosts they're looking at actors they're looking at musicians like truly everybody is on the table mm-hmm. a lot of people really want lavar burton to be the host yes. and that is a big sort of uh groundswell among fans because they love him on Reading Rainbow. They think it'd be a nice push for diversity. He has sort of like the kind Alex Trebek energy that we're looking for. So a lot of people want him. So has
0: he been... How is he involved in Jeopardy? Like has he been a guest host before? Or people are just like, this would be a good idea. I'm not even
1: sure if he has, but just like they people sort of like came up with the idea and then people were like, yes. And I think he's expressed that he would like to do it.
0: Okay. okay, So
1: then... But anyways, like last week, two weeks ago, they announced that this guy, Mike Richards, would actually be the Jeopardy host, who is somebody who has been like a producer on Jeopardy and also on like The Price is Right and some other shows, but not a household name by any means. And I think that people were expecting something a little bit more like when Drew Carey took over for the uh, Bob Barker on The Price is Right, where it's like, okay, this is a familiar face. Uh, So people were upset because it wasn't somebody that they wanted. And then, of course, the internet quickly went to work uh, trying to figure out who this man was because nobody really knew very much about him. And it turns out that there had been various sexual harassment lawsuits against him at his old jobs that he had had a podcast back in like 2013 2014 where he had said all kinds of like misogynistic comments Mm. fat phobic comments that he had like asked uh, his assistant to like send him nude pictures on the air just all kinds of disastrous Things in his past that somebody should have vetted and been able to find pretty easily. Okay. So, needless to say, he got, he uh, resigned from the position. And so now they're back on the hunt again, and people are back pushing for LeVar Burton. And so, yeah, do you think the people
0: uh, who originally decided, hey, why not this problematic white dude, will open their minds to the nice black man or. <laughs> Well, I think that Lavar
1: Burton certainly has an appeal to him because he has been in the public eye for decades upon decades. Yeah, and it's like if there was anything bad about him, I feel like it would have probably come up by now. Right. I mean, we these this this isn't the you know obviously there's lots of people who have been in the industry for far too long before they get called out. But yeah, I don't know, and I think the fact that So many people want him to be the host, and it seems like a popular consensus pick that it's likely to happen, but I guess we'll see.
0: Yeah, I mean, I saw Ryan Reynolds um, tweet about it Mm -hmm. (laughs) in a very, you know, Ryan Reynolds way, which is to center himself and explain that, you know, no one saw him as Deadpool, but look at him now. And I say that sarcastically. I mean, I like, he's fine. I like Ryan Reynolds. He seems like a nice guy, but it's just funny the way.
1: Yeah, he's like, yeah, I I was reading the tweet and was sort of like, what is he saying? Like, what (laughs) does Deadpool have to do with any of this? But (laughs) sure. Um, So, yeah, anyways, that's happening.
0: Awesome. Well, I look forward to that uh, update.
1: Yes. Yeah, we'll see who the host is. I feel like they have to announce it fairly soon. (laughs) Um, Should we get into love it or hate it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Do you want to go first since we already teased it?
1: Sure lord came out with a new album her mm-hmm. third called solar power uh she's released a couple of singles over the past like several months which are have been good um and yeah and she's sort of like going in a completely different direction because her first two albums were more like emo kind of punky <laughs> goth and then this one is like her in yellow bathing suit uh like summary it's produced by jack antonoff so there's been a lot of to do about how it's actually just another Jack Antonoff album. It's not actually (laughs) like really a Lord album, which I must say, Jack, I love Jack Antonoff, but yeah, all all of his music is like, okay, like I can, I can pick it out, you know? Um, (laughs) So the album came out, I've been listening to it and I feel like it's a very good album in that there's a couple of songs that I really like. And then otherwise it's just like a good vibe of an album Mm -hmm. like I had it on while I was working today and I feel like it's just a good like road trip album like have on while you're cooking album it's I like an album that sort of like isn't trying to do too much and so you can just like Always put it on, and it's like an old reliable, and you're not gonna get like a weird like banger in the middle of it or something. That's like, oh, it's mostly pop songs, but then there's like a slow ballad halfway through. Like this just feels very sonically cohesive. So, Mm, yeah, I like it, and I think Love Secrets from a Girl and Mood Ring I think are my favorites currently.
0: Okay, okay, perfect. Because i I started listening and then I got distracted, so I meant to go back, but I'm glad you gave me the highlights.
1: Yes. Yeah. Also, it's a short album, I feel like. So you can just pound it out real quick. <laughs>
0: Perfect. Um, I just wanted to uh, spare a few words for um, the return of Bachelor in Paradise. Um, oh, OK. I, How's it going? <laughs> it's good so far. Um, so this season, as some people might remember, uh, is the first Since COVID, so since pre-COVID. So it's been two years, a long time. It's a fan favorite show of The Bachelor, you know, franchise. On top of that, it's the first one since Chris Harrison's departure. And they decided to have guests, (laughs) instead of picking, I guess, because of the Jeopardy issue type thing, they decided to just have a few different celebrity guest hosts pop in and like, (laughs) sure sharing the moment of these D-list celebrities trying to find love on a beach in Mexico. Um, So David Spade was first. I've got to say, it was really pleasant to have someone of such a higher star power in that role because he just was kind of like, just his mere appearance, like the indifference he felt towards these people who had no no sway on his life like no no real influence like he didn't care at all about any of them but he was funny and charming and nice but it was just like he was constantly making fun of them or rolling his eyes at the entire premise kind of just I don't know taking the piss out of the whole thing I guess you could say and it was it was refreshing it was it was funny it was nice to kind of be reminded what a personality can do to a room because so often as I'm sure you feel especially um, the Bachelor cast can sort of take itself too seriously, and kind of get too too big for their britches, almost like where they think they're they're hot they're hot stuff because they have you know two hundred thousand followers on Instagram or whatever. So I have enjoyed the season thus far. It's been one episode, <laughs> but it promises to be dramatic. And I've got to say, I really do like this um, celebrity host appeal. They're so random. You have. Titus coming on. Um, oh, I can't remember all of them. Titus Burgess? Yeah. <laughs> He's making an appearance at some point. Um, one of the rappers whose name I can't remember, he is doing the voiceover, which is amazing. Are they mostly
1: comedians who are coming on? Because yeah, I yeah. do think that the show the show for being as laughable as it is sort of does lack a comedic element. Yeah. And <laughs> even when They try to do like, oh, Chris Harrison and somebody are going to commentate on a
0: dodgeball
1: game or whatever. It's It's like, this isn't that funny. (laughs) Yeah, because Chris Harrison isn't funny. So I do think that maybe if they got a host who could sort of, you know, like make fun of the contestants (laughs) a little bit more could be helpful. Yeah, get some get some stand. Get like John Early in there as like a host. I feel like he'd be funny.
0: (laughs) And one of the one of the contestants called him Dave Chappelle. Um, which was <laughs> hilariously unfortunate and just, there's a lot going on. That's just funny to watch now because it kind of takes you out of the, you know, quote unquote uh, reality Chabelle. of the show where they're like, Oh, trying to find love in four weeks. Right. It's like, no, this is all a joke. Like this is fun. Mm-hmm. Let's just enjoy it.
1: This is not real. <laughs> yeah.
0: So if anyone's been on the fence about whether you're it or not, um, it's been good. It's great. So. <laughs>
1: There you go. There you go. It's back. Um, Okay. Well, we'll be back next week, or on Thursday, talking about Free Guy, the Ryan Reynolds movie. More Ryan Reynolds. This is the week of Ryan Reynolds, I guess. (laughs) He's everywhere. Um, In the meantime, you can follow us on social media. We're at PSUron. You can send us an email at psurong at gmail.com. We have merch. We have a Patreon. (laughs) We may be getting an OnlyFans, you know, TBD. Um, But yeah, we'll see you guys all on Thursday. Bye, everybody.